welcome to today's episode of the Group Therapy Podcast. Today we have actor, producer, writer, director, musician, uh, Tim O'Hearn, or O'Hearn, as we, we've, we've discussed. Uh, tell us about yourself, sir. Uh, so um, I've been doing um, films, independent um, acting for about 15 years now. Um, and then various features, shorts, um, been on some of the um, reenactment TV shows. Um, so also a musician, photographer, just about name it, I guess. <laughs> um, and, and I've noticed this a lot with independent filmmakers is uh, you have to wear many hats. You gotta be the jack of all trades because you know, um, I can't remember which one it said is the only one person that you can always trust is yourself. So exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I just, you sent me your short, the door. Um, I really like that. That is um, the, the, you know, I don't, I don't want to give a whole lot away. Um, time travel is involved uh, old West and whatnot. Um, and the fact that you did that not far from my where I live, well, not, it's still an hour and a half away. But you're in New, what New York? Did you or couldn't remember? Yeah, I'm in uh, like upstate southern tier. Okay, and that that you're coming all the way over here closer to me to film, and I didn't know this place existed until you until you told me. I was like, wow, I need to go there now. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, um, go ahead. Sorry. Oh yeah, actually, actually, we're gonna be there um, late April. Um, we're gonna do some behind the scenes, um, like interviews and footage and things um, for Showdown, and um, we're gonna shoot a music video. I have a musician friend of mine um, doing the title song for the movie, and we're gonna shoot a music video for him there at um, Dogwood. Cool. Now. For those who don't know, uh, the door is a teaser uh, or short version of the showdown, um, which I uh, just lost on my phone here, um, which is the extended full-length theatrical movie, um, and that you got Vernon Wells of uh, Mad Max and Commando fame there. Uh, right. That that's crazy. That's uh. My buddy is, is a huge Vernon Wells fan, so. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he, he's de he's definitely going to be there to watch that one. So. So Vernon plays the uh, town tycoon. Um, you know, has all the money, thinks he runs the town type thing. It's just just pretty normal stuff. Whoever has the most money rules the town, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and uh, the title is Showdown in Yesteryear. That is uh now you, you don't you don't play the, the sheriff this time, I see. No. Nope. Different guy. Um so, so there's a there's kind of a story behind that in the for the the door of the short. Um so I got there to film the day before we started filming, and the um the guy that was gonna play the sheriff, because they do um Wild West reenactment shows at uh, Dogwood Pass where we shot it. And the guy who was gonna play the sheriff um, fell off the back of the wagon during one of the shows and 
like busted his face open. He was in the hospital for a couple of days. So, so again, like you said, <laughs> kind of many hats. So I ended up stepping up and playing the sheriff in the, in the door. That, that's pretty incredible that, that like I said, I, I mean, for those who don't know, I live in Ohio. Uh, this was filmed near Columbus. And that fact that there is a small Wild West town in Columbus, near Columbus, Ohio, is uh, pretty cool. Um, and, and it, I mean, from, from the door, it's, that's a pretty impressive little uh, area right there. Uh, you know how big it is, by chance? Um, I'm not sure. All I know is... Um... Uh, Mike, the guy that, that owns it and runs it, he, um, they're always adding buildings. <laughs> like I was there, I was there in October, was it? Yeah, last part of October, because a friend of mine from Buffalo was interested in shooting a movie there. So we took a trip down there um, and he had already, he had put like two or three new buildings up since the last time I was there last year. Nice. Um, Just the, the the short is is 15 minutes long um what was your shooting schedule like on on that um so we were at the western town for two days and then we took a day and shot all the other um all the other stuff at the house and modern day cool now um like i said it, it's it's I, I really like it it's uh I, I'm impressed. It's, that is a, a well put together short. It's um, I, I like the guy that you got as the uh, um, the bumbling uh, uh, old West geek guy. That <laughs> the, the so whole, he's the main uh, character in in uh, Showdown as well. Same actor. Nice. Oh, there he is, uh, Jeff. Yeah. Yep. Jeff Grinnell. Yeah. He. Uh, I, I just love the whole thing with him trying to put the eye patch on they put the glasses over there <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's um i i'm not gonna lie i've i've known a couple people who who you know i live you know like i said i live in ohio small town but there's guys that i've known since high school junior high and they they think that they're cowboys to this day that you know <laughs> They're they're the ones that that you know got the big floor link duster with the with you know which you know I've had duster coats on but they're never like the cowboy ones with the 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 right. straps to go around cowboy hat you know and like it's summer in Ohio dude <laughs> <laughs> mm. okay I just saw you um, on another movie. Because uh, I just talked to Donna uh, recently, and uh, Hell's Cat's Revenge Two. Uh, <laughs> uh, How that one work out for you on that on that that set there? No, that was good. I've I've done I've done like four films for Len now. I believe that was uh, that was the last one. Yeah, because you did uh, the other one. I got I got to watch, but I have not got to yet is I really need to see Challenge of the Five Gauntlets. That's yeah, that's 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 one of my favorites from Len. Um so I think Donna hit on that's like a kung fu movie. Mm -hmm. Um I always say it's like an old uh 
80s Sunday afternoon kung fu movie type thing, something you watch in the 80s, you know, Sunday afternoon. Yep. Um, so I don't know kung fu or any kind of martial arts, so I'm just the big brute that tries to take him out. But <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, that is it. It's like I said, that's the one I haven't got to. I got to watch um, Hell's Cat's Revenge. That's a fun movie. Um, I, I like that. Your uh, Seslak. Yeah. <laughs> such, a, such an awesome name there. Um, now, are you working on any movies currently outside of uh, Showdown? Or, yeah, Showdown. Showdown. Um, well, I've finished um, finished up shooting a couple of movies. Um, one, I, I believe I sent you the trailer to Burned Over District, mm -hmm. which is like Midsummer meets um, Hereditary. It's kind of a thriller. Um, and then I did Guns of Eden this past summer with Greg Lamerson. It's an action movie. It's more, it's like a Rambo First Blood, only it's a female. That's cool. I, uh, I got a, a guy in the, uh, the red, uh, Redneck Militia. That's <laughs> <It's>, uh, <it's> what, <laughs> what I was. I had the big fight scene with her in that as well. So, okay. the, the one I told Donna too that, that I'm looking forward to just because uh, I'm big into the uh, uh, um, sword and sorcery stuff is you got the king, the swordsman, and the sorceress listed here. Right. So, mm. is that one? Yeah, we haven't shot that one yet. <laughs> <laughs> the, um what's funny is that that you talk about was it guns of eden female rambo that's that's pretty cool i have uh, i've got a, a script i've been kicking around forever i need to finish working on called a uh uh a hard woman is good to find it's all about a, these guys these um kids are on the run they end up finding this uh like uh veteran this you know this she's kind of out in the middle of nowhere and they're on the run she ends up fighting for them and she has no name through the entire movie i don't even know if i want to have her have any dialogue either just have this like brutal woman come out of nowhere and just start laying right. face to everybody <laughs> there you go <laughs> you dialogue for that. oh man so you got oh here, here, here's here's the best one i i like i love this title uh, the pumpkin bitch. <laughs> it says that you're the pumpkin bitch. Is that right? Yeah, I'm the pumpkin bitch. <laughs> uh, you, I, I'm, I, I'm not gonna lie. Some of these are the best names ever for your character. <laughs> now, do you know the name of the character, or they just go, "We need you to stand over here and look tough. You're just gonna be a badass <laughs> dude over here." So. Well, in uh, Burned Over District, I think I'm just the, uh, um, what was it, long-haired guy in the trench coat or something like that. I, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's right. I think it's your, like, long-haired trench coat man. Uh, yeah. yeah trench coat, oh, just, just trench coat man is what you're listed as. <laughs> hey, better than me. I'm, I'm listed in, I'm in two movies, and I'm listed as uh, um, Office Party Goer, and uh, <laughs> The other one's not listed, but the, the director told me I was murder cult rapist. So <laughs> <laughs> two, I was the second guy. So I was, not <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks. Is, it, is that what you think of when you, you're, yeah, okay. But <laughs> uh, uh, so I was going to tell you one of the, one of the, 
movies I have on Tubi right now that you you would probably enjoy is called Killer Rack. Um, and yes, it's about this woman that um, she she wants to have a killer rack. Basically, goes to the plastic surgeon, and but her uh, boobs are alive for the the new ones that she gets, and they start and they kill people. So, uh, <laughs> um, Greg Greg Lamerson directed that one, and actually, uh, uh, actor friend of mine Paul McGinnis in Buffalo as well. He uh, he wrote it. He actually, so he had submitted it to uh, the Buffalo Film Festival, the script. Mm -hmm. Greg, Greg's one of the um, directors of that. And it won the best script. And then Greg got a hold of him and was like, we really need to make this movie. <laughs> like, so, so what I call it, the, the Zucker brothers who did Airplane, if they did a horror movie, it would be Killer Rack. That's the kind of, that's the kind of humor it is. So. Well, I hate. I, I think I saw that on a list of uh, recently. It's like the top ten weirdest um, killer movies, and it's like up there with <laughs> the the pants, the 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 car tire, and rubber, uh, yeah. yeah, rubber and uh, um, slacks and um, like <laughs> deathbed in the lift yeah. and stuff like that. But I, yeah, I think I saw that was like the killer <laughs> rack was was like number seven or something, if I remember right. But uh, I didn't know that's that was yours that. until, yeah, until like last night when I was going through your IMDb, <laughs> preparing for this. I, that's what I always end up doing is, is going through and right. asking questions about making these movies. And um, uh, I, you were you were in Death House. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Have you watched that? Huh? Or tried that? <laughs> I, I have not watched Death House yet. And uh, I know somebody... Uh, um, a friend of a friend's in it too, so it's one of them things. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, da, 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 da. There's Killer Rack. Your gears. Uh, yep, gears. I play a, a, a '80s corner rocker, '80s rocker on the corner, kind of like Jay and Silent Bob type thing. Me and another guy blasting '80s tunes on the corner and uh, catcalling women. So. I don't know why they. I don't know why they cast me in that. But <laughs> I, I remember I used to get like that. But the the years of having the 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 years of having long hair for me is long gone now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting as I as I tell my my uh, now eleven year old. I was like before you came along, I used to have hair. So <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and I'm not drinking a beer. I'm drinking energy drink here. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> yeah so evil under the skin is on Tubi as well that's that's one of the ones that uh um donna and i were in together um now did you oh there it is right there evil under the skin hey you're just matt <laughs> yep i'm just matt <laughs> donna's donna's creepy brother now, when did you guys start working together? Is because I've seen you your your works in several movies together here. So yeah, um, oh, it's been it's been a while. There, there was actually a movie that we didn't work together in. It was an anthology, but we had we had parts in it. Like it was kind of weird. We, I didn't even know you know I didn't even know that until um, until we met and we're talking and stuff. But so. Um, that was called Dead Ink. It was all the 
all the films, all the movies, all the shorts and that had to do with tattoos. It's a it's a horror movie. Yeah, some pretty stuff in that one. Yeah. Um, now, what got you started in the filmmaking and, and acting and whatnot? Um, I mean, I've always been interested in it. I've always been fascinated, even as a kid, on uh, actually special effects, <clears throat> practical special effects. On like, I was always fascinated, like on how they do that type thing. Um, I used to. I had a subscription to Fangoria when I was a teenager. <laughs> I think all of us did. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> so, uh, and I actually made a, I made a little film on eight millimeter when I was like 13. It was kind of my, my rendition of, I was a teenage Frankenstein. Um, <clears throat> so, but yeah, it was later. I, when I actually started actually getting into acting and stuff, a friend of mine was like, Hey, there's a, they were shooting a movie up in Buffalo. She's like, because she played in a punk band as well, and our band used to used to gig together. And she's like, "You should you should get into acting like this type thing." So I don't know. That's kind of how it started. And then from there, I ended up getting a headshot done and got hooked. <laughs> so is, is acting? Which is your first love? Is it the music? Is it the acting? Is it the directing? Or well, not your first love, but your 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 main love right now? I don't know. Right now, I'm. I've been getting more into production end of things, writing and um, doing my own films. Um, I think there's more inner enjoyment in that as far as, you know, that's your film. Like, yeah. <laughs> not just something you acted in, but it's something that you made, basically. So, yeah, because yeah, I, I can see, I can definitely see that because that's, that's more of, of you in it than right. and your vision than than you being in somebody else's vision and right. i could definitely see that now is music yeah. oh sorry no go ahead is music now music your your first love you just said you were uh yeah i've been playing drums now for 40 years or so <laughs> um so um and it it runs in the family there's actually five drummers in my family so Ooh. That's a, that's a One's loud a girl. house. <laughs> What's that? Does it have to be a loud house? <laughs> <laughs> well, not all of my immediate family. My cousin, Cindy, is a drummer. Her, her dad, my uncle, is the one that really got me interested in it. Um, and then I have a nephew, two nephews that play. One actually plays for the Oak Ridge Boys right now. Um, cool. He's been with them for three years, <clears throat> three or four years. So, yeah. yeah, he packed up and moved to Nashville when he was about 30 and or actually in his 20s, I think. Well, so. Hey, if you're going to play drums in a country band, going to Nashville is probably the place to go. <laughs> actually, Nashville is a big metal city, too, as well. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that until relatively recently. And um, my uh, uh, we were planning on going down to Nashville like last summer me and my kids were going to uh my older sons and stuff and a friend of ours would like just a guy trip and then you know everything was going on we're like eh, maybe we'll postpone it a year so right. hopefully this year <laughs> down there because it's like we want to go down for food and music and so you know i know there's like this one area so it's like club food club food, club food. yeah yeah the strip um have you ever been there 
I've been through it, stopped for something to eat, and that was about it. I I probably was there when I was a kid, but I don't remember as an adult. I probably haven't been there. So no, I like it there. I like it down there. Yeah. There quite a few times now visiting. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it sounds like it. I mean, you know, music wise, that's one of the like, I guess, in the mid Nashville, the Midwest or the north south or whatever <laughs> and that's, that's where people go because uh yeah i mean it's literally seven nights a week if you want to go see music music it's it's there yeah that's kind of what one of the reasons we want to go we want to go for about three <laughs> days for nothing but music and food because yeah. as a uh, uh i i as i've gotten older I, I i don't drink anymore so i have to if i go any place it's it's for food and music so <laughs> Uh, but um yeah, I didn't realize it was a as big big into metal years ago in the 90s I was in a band and I got the uh songwriters I forget what it's called it's a book they put out every year um it's like the who's who thing well they list all the um like record companies places to send your demos and all that so this was back before back before you put over the internet that's when you yeah. had to actually send in a tape and and everything but i was surprised on how many how many addresses were nashville tennessee like i was like wow i didn't even think didn't even think there would be a metal scene there but um, well it, you talk about that i was like i remember back in the day going to concerts and like you know you had the opening band that you'd never heard of was outside handing you their cassette demos that they had made <laughs> right. and uh, a friend of mine found a whole bunch of those and he's like you know how much these are some of these are worth now he had like <laughs> some of these bands like when it first started like big name bands now and you're just like oh so i go literally digging through my cassette tapes that i still have floating around i'm like man i got a crap load of demos for bands i've never <laughs> heard of again yeah i still don't know who they are did they even i like i actually got on the computer and like looked some of them up and uh yeah. one of them actually had done something but they not under that name that band name they had like right. just made it big found out that that name had existed so they changed it to another name and then now that they they you know you know what c level band not quite a or b but yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. um now uh you you're in a punk band with push rods um do do you do movies <laughs> Do you do music for your own movies as your punk band um, or any of your bands, I should say? No, we haven't really like, well, actually, so I can't say that. So not for my movies. Actually, we wrote a song for um, Marcus Cook, who's a filmmaker, um, great special effects guy. That's his main thing. Um, I don't know if you know who he is. He's done quite a bit of stuff <clears throat> name sounds familiar k-o-c-h is the last name <clears throat> all right um but it was a movie that never ended up getting funded that he was doing um we wrote a song for it um now and record we wrote it and recorded it and then the, the movie never got made but the song kicks ass, so so who cares? You, you play it live, is it on any of your albums? Is what's important. <laughs> yeah, it is actually, and we play it usually. So, 
Now, um, you got to get a punk band. You said you did metal. Um, and I, I always ask this, what was the name of your first band? The first band. First, first band or yeah, first, like, consider a real band. <laughs> um, okay, both. So like if you made one <laughs> junior high, because of course those, those names are always horrible. Uh, <laughs> and then the one that you actually like your first band where you like were legit trying to put forward effort and stuff like that. Um, trying to think of the first one, the name. It wasn't that bad, but it wasn't, it wasn't great. Because <laughs> um, like I said, I, I actually started kind of late. Like I was like, I was, again, I was interested in it when I was in high school. I had um, buddies that played in bands and stuff. I always hung out with them. Um, and then after I graduated is when I really started playing. Um, and I'm self-taught. I never... I took lessons a few times, but I never, it's, I just learned by ear. Um, As, uh, I learned how to play drums in high school, and I only learned how to play one thing, but I learned how to play it pretty well, is I could play most of the drum solo from Inagata DeVita, <laughs> and I got up behind my, one, my friend's brother's drum kit one time, and I start playing it, and his brother's like, that's pretty good, what else can you play? Nothing. Not a damn. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He's like, you learned that. I was like, literally, because I lived in the country out in, in and uh, one of my favorite things was I put on my albums and stuff. And I, I had the uh, Iron Butterfly single, so just one whole side was in the God of Vita. And I just kept listening to it over and over again. And I'm sitting there, so I'd sit over at another friend's house and I sat there and start just listening to it. And I just, okay. And uh, da, 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 and I was like, it kept going on, and I just kept learning until I finally got it. And then it was like, oh, can you put not a damn thing? You couldn't. I could. <laughs> I can play a drum roll. <laughs> All right, there. Uh, I think the first band name was like just something like Alien or something. I don't know. It's just something, something pretty generic. <laughs> <laughs> That's always everybody says uh I've, I've talked to other people in bands and they're like what was your first we had one that was like a black widow or or uh the, i'm like but there you know there's like 20 bands named black widow well <laughs> we were in high school you know <laughs> right <laughs> uh, now <laughs> when you are um now you do you do have multiple bands or you just have the the, the push rods right now just to push that other the the prog rock song I had sent you. Oh, it's the prog rock. This the um, Victor's uh, Victor's Castle was the Victor's name. Victor's Castle, of it. yeah. Um, that was just a recording project, pretty much. I mean, that's not. <laughs> we didn't start out that way, but by the time we actually even finished that song, the band had fell apart. So, those <laughs> uh, <laughs> deals. <laughs> uh, hey, I, I had friends in school. I had friends in high school that they got a record deal like right out of high school and before their album was done the band was was done they, yeah. they, they already had problems with their lead singer going into making the album and by the time they were done they all hated each other and they all went their separate ways <laughs> basically they got the money for the for the record which is like like $2,500 they split it amongst the five of them <laughs> like did you ever make money off the album I, I ran into him about 10 years ago and i was like did you ever make money off that he goes i don't know 
He goes, <laughs> I, have, I have no idea who has it. I have no idea. He goes, hell, I could be a millionaire for all I know, but <laughs> he said, because he goes, that's the one thing he goes, I learned that was one of the things they fought about. I guess was, uh, you find out that the record companies and stuff like that have really creative, uh, um, accountants so that 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 if they give you money up front to put an album together that's probably all you're ever going to make is the money that they you up front so yeah uh, <clears throat> now i i, I really process like, oh that whole process reminds it's it's like making a movie kind of you know you go in and record all the different parts and so did you you did it all did it all separately or like the similarities um so well not not every album that that we've done i've uh actually we recorded through three new uh push rod songs last april um we did that we did that the rhythm tracks were done together bass drums and rhythm guitar were um, recorded live and then then we overdubbed the leads and the vocals but Especially for punk, I feel like that's the way to do it. It gives it that more raw energy, live feel to it. Because um, we we had worked with a producer and recorded a couple albums in the studio, and it just we all we all said the same thing. Everybody in the band was like, "It's you know, it's great, but it's like for punk music to us, it's, it's overproduced because it's it doesn't have that raw feel yeah. to it." <clears throat> So, yeah, it's it's um, I, I know a couple punk bands around here locally and, you know, they'll, they'll get together, put out, you know, a seven inch single or whatever, because that's all they have time for. But they'll pound out one song in like a weekend or something like that, where they're all together. They all record it. It's not like they got, you know, the lead guitar over here recording the lead track. You got the bass. You got this, this and this. No, it's just four guys together pounding it out playing and then record it put it out <laughs> and yeah we did we, so we did the three songs in in a weekend basically basically like a day and a half like i said we did the, the rhythm tracks live and then just um track the vocals and the leads so yeah um joe uh, just lost my train of thought sorry uh <laughs> No, which do you find easier? Do you, do you find uh, movie making easier or like going into the star recording or, or playing music? Um, I don't know. Um, I'm a I'm a wreck when I go into track drums, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, but but usually, I mean, I go in prepared. Like when I go in the trip to track my drum tracks, like I'm usually two to three takes at the most and I'm, I'm on. And when we recorded those other ones with the producer, like that was, I played to a click track, which I had never done before. That took some getting used to. Like when I first tried, when I first tried doing it with, with the producer, he worked with me. Like I couldn't, I couldn't hit the, I couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. <laughs> I couldn't hit the beat for nothing. Like keep it with the track. You know, you got to, you got to understand exactly what that what that is like but but once i did once i once i got it i got it like so now 
in in we, we we've talked about this with other people with with the age of streaming and and like basically instant gratification and stuff like that with when it comes to movies now music you're you said you just put out three, three you know what and you put together three songs now are you going to try to put that out as a thing or are you just going to let you know let the three songs like hit the internet and go from there or well two of them two of them are on spotify okay um well and i sent you the video that we did for the one yeah so that's i mean i don't know we're not <laughs> yeah i don't know that's that's tough like the other guys wanted to do cds and i'm like nobody buys cds anymore <laughs> there's no money in cds because what you right that's what yeah, i'm saying like yeah. i said we could spend the money but we're not gonna get our money back that's for sure no and and and, and theoretically you can do you know you can print on demand so if you guys are at a show if you're doing a show you can literally go to your computer pound out the 100 copies in a few hours and take them to your show and you know paper envelope them up and hand them out because right. then you have next to nothing in them it's not like you have to print up the sleeve you got to put them in a jewel case you got to print up the the cd itself and yeah so yeah, yeah. well and they do make so you can you can buy these um these they're like little cards and they and they have it's like buying an mp3 basically like when you buy an album and you get the yeah if there's a code on it yeah 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 i've got a few of them at shows yeah yeah and then you just people can buy them for a couple of bucks and, oh. now i've seen these and i don't know if you've seen these um they're business cards but they're made of like a like a thin plastic and it's got essentially you flip the the little piece out and you can plug it in your computer and it's got like a little um, USB jack in it, but your business card. So you can, yeah, because um, I, I used to get them things sent to me all the time for my, my business because I ordered some uh, business cards so the company would send me all the ads after that. And uh, I was like, man, that'd be kind of cool, I guess, if you're you know, a filmmaker or something like that or a, or a musician because you can put a couple songs on it. Here's my card. Check it out when <laughs> stick it in your computer. Um, right. And... Uh, um all right now now here's here's where we start getting some of the interesting questions um i get to do an extra couple questions for you because i, I always do the uh um i'll do i'll do uh the movie one first uh money's no object who are you hiring for your movie oh man sure <laughs> money is no object money's no object like you, you could legitimately go. I need Tom Cruise in this movie. And it's I probably wouldn't. Probably like Ben Foster. I love his stuff. You know, you're a higher higher uh, Ar archangel from uh, no <laughs> <laughs> from uh, X Men Apocalypse. No, yeah, he, he's great. Um, and he hey, yeah, and he's, he scored Donna from uh, that '70s show. So. <laughs> so so showdown showdown in yesteryear so the beast in showdown compared to um it's a different actor mm -hmm. to the door so the guy in the door like we didn't use any kind of like angle photography that dude's like six foot nine <laughs> and jeff's like five seven so um, that worked perfectly 
So, but in the, in showdown, um, the guy I chose to do that, play the beast in that, um, he reminds me of like a Ben Foster, like he's a smaller guy, but he's just fucking crazy. Like he's just got that look in his eyes. And I thought that was a better. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Because everybody always puts like the big giant guy and you get just the crazy little guy that, that you just like, you don't want to make eye contact with. You're like, <laughs> oh, kill me, man. Don't make eye contact. Right. Well, and so what's cool is so, and so in this movie, in showdown i play one of the bad guys i play the beast there's three there's two brothers to the beast and i play one of his brothers so that was that was the idea too like i'm one of his brothers i'm a lot bigger than him but he's he's like the brains of the operation and just crazy and gives all the orders and everything so <clears throat> that's cool um now I, I I gotta how did you get Vern Wells Vernon Wells to be in your um be in showdown? I uh, messaged him. <laughs> I'm I'm serious. You gotta <laughs> love those. You don't have to go through people, you didn't have to call people like, hey, so I, sure. So we were so we were trying to figure out. I sat down with the the DP Aaron and uh I actually had gone, he, he was living in Maryland at the time. I went there, we, we took a weekend to sit down and just like try to get the schedule and get everything set up with the, for the film. And at that point, we really didn't even have a name yet. Um, but, and we were trying to think of like some kind of, you know, halfway name to put in this. I said, if I'm gonna fund a feature, I want, you know, at least some kind of a draw, some kind of a name. Mm -hmm. So through, <clears throat> And uh, I was friends with him on Facebook. And so I'm like, I'll just send him a message. So I sent him a message and like told him the situation. I sent him a link to the door. I said, this is this is a short film that this is going to be based on. We, I want you to play the tycoon, town tycoon. And like it, he like answered me almost immediately, like 20 minutes later. So he must have watched it. He, he mailed me back and he was like, loved it. Um, I'll put you in contact with my agent tomorrow and uh, we'll try to work this out. I was like, shit. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and you did put this, you, you, the door has won an award, right? Well, it's won six. But. Six? Uh, which ones have you won? Um, won Best of the Festival. Um, trying to remember them all now. Um, Jeff won one for act, best actor. Um, best, usually best fantasy. It's won a couple of best fantasy films. Nice. Short for shorts. Um, so. Now, um, did you did you back that one yourself? Did you did you raise money? Did you uh, do like Kickstarter or anything like that with that? For which one? Uh, well, both of them, actually, I should say. The Door and, and Showdown. No, I I financed both of them, actually. I tried, I tried to get some backing for Showdown, but it didn't happen, so. Yeah, I... I, I, I mean, I, it, I feel, I, in some ways, I feel that's better because I make all the shots now. Like, nobody can say anything. <laughs> nobody. That's <laughs> my movie. It's my money. It's... So... You, you can go it's i'll take my ball and go home 
as, as, as I've said before, um, I, you're, you know, at the beginning of pandemic and stuff like that, I just finished a script. I was going to start shooting my, my first movie myself. And um, everybody's like, oh, you should have done this. You did this. I was like, yeah, if I screw this up, it's all on me. If I have a movie, <laughs> it's going to be my fucking <laughs> I was like, you know, that way I don't have to answer to nobody. Because everybody's like, well, you can get, I, I, man, I'd, I'd throw money at that. And I'm like, yeah, but then I'd have to answer to you for the money that you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had a little help with Showdown, but for the most part, I'm. I'm financing everything and everybody's been great to work with. So it's the same team as, um, as the door, like the same guy shot it all that. So, um, no, no, I, 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 there's another question I asked. Do you have like all the, your like friends and family that are like, Hey, you're doing a movie. I'm not doing nothing. I could be. <laughs> what? Well, so I always have everybody here. I always have friends and people here that are always like, hey, I want to be in a Western. And then I'm like, well, come to Ohio. They're like, I'm not driving to Ohio. I don't want to be in a Western. <laughs> I don't blame them. I live in Ohio. I, I don't want to go to Ohio. <laughs> uh. So just so shoot out of shoot out of town. That way nobody will. <laughs> so no, nobody will ask you. See that 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 was the one I ran into is when I was talking about doing it. All these people are like, "Hey, I could be in your movie," and I'm like, "Dude, you, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, I can, I can, <laughs> I, I can have him just kill you in the movie." And <laughs> legitimately, like, I gotta have a friend that comes back up from uh, uh, Kansas when they come back up. I might try to film their scene just so I can have it prepared. And then I'll just <laughs> edit it in later because I'm like, I just. Because like, man, can you just die in a movie? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> We're always looking for bodies, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, here, here's the other question. Uh, the other money's no object. Money's no object. What genre movie are you doing? Probably an action film. Um, I did one. I did one a couple of years ago um, where I was like a disgruntled cop getting ready to retire. That was a fun role. <laughs> that was, that was fun. Now, is there, is there any genres that you've worked in or, or that you haven't worked in that you would like to try? Well, my cousin Cindy keeps telling me I need to do a romantic comedy since she doesn't. She doesn't like all the blood and guts. <laughs> you can still make a romantic comedy with blood and guts. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. Ever seen Dead Alive? That's a romantic comedy. <laughs> right? uh, now, now, who are some of the people that have, have uh, influenced you on your work? <sighs> or has anybody really? Um... I don't know. There's that's a that's a tough one. Like there's not one person I'd say that I really tried to do or be. Um, I usually approach every film a little different. I try not to watch a lot because I don't want to act exactly like somebody else. <laughs> um, See, that, that, that's one of my problems. Is I've watched 
way too much television in movies literally i am I'm, I'm up late at night while my wife and kids my wife and kids upstairs asleep i i don't and i i'd be afraid to do that because uh i i've always told people i'm like if i make a movie i'm like okay this is my you know italian horror film this is my uh <laughs> you know my if i did a western i'd be like i, I want to make a django movie not the quentin tarantino django right i'm talking <laughs> franco nero <Django. laughs> <laughs> and everybody goes who the hell's franco nero is there a I'm like, oh. okay so in 1960 <laughs> yeah, yeah. no i mean i i watched i watched a lot of movies and tv as well but i don't know if there's really any like one person or people that i mean there's a that's like ask me my favorite band like there's so many bands i like that's <laughs> I was like, which genre, which, which version? I was like, if you want stoner metal, it's this band. If you want prog rock, it's this band. If it's this band, it's this band. Um, now, like I said, do you, do you ever go into a movie, like when you're putting a movie together and be like, okay, like, you know, with Showdown or whatever, um, have you ever gone in and go, yeah, I want to make a, I want to make a spaghetti Western or I want to make a, a, a um, you know, a 80s slasher film, or I want to make a, you know, do you ever go in with like that kind of a feel while you're making a movie? So, so the door actually was a, an idea me and a friend were working on. It was going to be a horror movie with the same, almost, you know, the same type of premise. Mm -hmm. But then I actually um, acted in another movie that was shot at Dogwood. And I got to be friends with everybody and, and friends with the owner. And I was like, then I started thinking, I'm like, how about if we take that premise and this guy wants to, wants to be, you know, a cowboy and ends up in an old West town since now I have access to this place. So. Now are, are the, the, the extras and, and whatnot, are those part of the people like the stage show? You said there's a stage show that goes on there? Yeah. Um, yeah, most people. And so in the door, it was me and the Beast, I think we're the only people that don't work there. Everybody else um, is part of their show during the weekends. Cool. So that, that was another reason why I wanted to shoot there because I didn't have to worry about um, wardrobe, costuming, um, set dressing, <laughs> like, and trying to do, and I know doing it, do, trying to do a period piece is like a lot harder than people think. Like, that's oh yeah, still, I, um, I was trying to make a movie based set in the eighties and, uh, I had a friend of mine who makes movies locally. He goes, no, he goes, you know how much it could cost you to just try to make it look like the eighties? <laughs> and he's like i was like wow man i could i could totally do it man i got enough sh you know shit back here uh i was like i could totally make it look like the 80s he goes no he goes yeah for you he goes but you're gonna have a girl lead you're gonna have this you're gonna have this this and i was like he goes i guess expenses everything else <laughs> like, oh man i was like yeah, i can go get my camaro out of the garage so i gotta call <laughs> that's not a problem but <laughs> he goes yeah he goes when you start getting in the wardrobe and and um you know, like you're doing the Western, so you're gonna have weapons and you know, horses and stuff like that. And I was like, that's gotta be stupid expensive, but you're filming in essentially a pre made set, you know, what it is a right. set because it's a stage show. 
and uh so pretty much all that goes away at that point right well, um, a lot of it so for for the door costuming but for showdown i ended up i had to uh i had to rent costuming because there was more people involved more people that didn't work there and have have their own costumes i mean i mean it could have been a lot worse like it didn't it wasn't that big that much out of the budget to do that because it wasn't everybody it was just probably i don't know probably like five to eight people that i had to essentially rent costumes for but now did you yeah, else everything else was provided again you know the horses the the town so and that what you said since it's a stage show i mean i'm sure all the uh the prop weapons and and stuff like that would be a cinch because it's already there i mean i'm i'm not gonna lie like i said that's that that was one of my the main reasons i shot there initially was all that was available i was like you ain't gonna find that no (laughs) it's tough to come by so yeah that's that's an that's an amazing kit um especially because you know i'm shocked that because i've talked to other people that that make movies kind of locally and i know one guy who's made a western and i look back at this i'm like man knowing that that's this close to where you know all this i'm like man you're telling me these other guys ain't filming westerns (laughs) it's gotta be you know like I said, before I before I met you, I was like, it's an hour and a half away from my house there about, maybe between an hour and a half to two, and didn't know it existed. Now I'm like, man, I might have to make a pilgrimage over there this summer. To take right. So. Yeah, yeah, like it, and I know there was, um, there was some lady out of Columbus that's, that shot a film there, and then the other one I was in that hasn't, that hasn't been finished yet. He's still working on posts and a lot of effects stuff. But I'm not sure if, well, I think a few other, like the more, the more that place gets known, the more that that comes up, like people contact him to shoot and do other things there. No, no, you're, well, it says you're, you're what, uh, your IMDb says six, two. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any problem getting, uh, costuming for, or, uh, for wild your wild west gear i guess uh, not other than the fact that the the shirt that she provided me was only a large <laughs> uh, i that would i put it on and right up my arm it went <laughs> i'm not even a tall guy i got long arms man that that sucks when you gotta go for it it's like what oh wait a minute hold on <laughs> uh now with making a western you you've got like i said all the prop weapons and stuff and um do you ever have somebody just you know get really kind of nervous around well you know you got your your set people so they they'll they'll be really cool though i mean completely uh know the weapons and stuff like that now any of your cast that you brought in have any issues with trying to film with uh like you know the prop guns or anything no, there wasn't really any issue. I mean, we made sure, you know, we went through everything, made sure everybody was aware. Um, I mean, we used blanks for some of the scenes because they used those at the mm-hmm. at, for the shows. 
um, we went through this whole, got everybody together and went through that, the whole safety thing about those and stuff, you know, you, you don't, you still don't point them right at somebody. Or, yeah. <laughs> so it's all filmed at angles, man. None of the guns. Make sure you're more than uh, three or four feet away. Um, still, you can still get hurt. It's still, yeah. it's, it's still, it's charged there. There's just nothing that's supposed to really come out other than the wadding. But yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm getting up there and I remember, uh, what was it? Um, can't remember his name. Uh, from the, you remember the, the TV show of the Voyagers? Where the guys mm -hmm. are traveling through time. That's what killed the the like main guy, is uh oh really yeah he took a blank gun and like put it up to his head because it's full of blanks and and uh, it pushed the skull into the because it still got all the the right power so. of, a bullet, of a of a cartridge yeah so but yeah that's what killed him but um no it's 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 with I, I always you know because you always see these big movies and stuff like that and they have issues. You never hear of the smaller, low-budget movies having issues with prop weapons. You never hear them about having stuff like that. I mean, literally, you know, he had the the crow. You just had the movie that uh, uh, Alec Baldwin was in. You hear that, but that's right. that's big budget. You never hear about any accidents happening on small-budget movies because I'm I'm not going. I'm not going to you know dog any of these big budget films, or whatever, because that's I don't know the whole thing. But I think when you do smaller budgets, you are a hell of a lot more cautious because one, you're working with this much money, you're working with you know people that you know personally for the most part on a lot of these, and you know you're also with people that you trust and know, and I think that's why there's you you never hear about people you know getting you know thrown by a horse you never hear about people you know almost losing a hand in a sword fight you never but you know literally i love um um sleepy hollow the tim burton movie i mean freaking casper Dan van dean almost lost a thumb in a sword fight you don't hear about that happening on low budget movies you know because these guys are like be safe because there you know it's not so I, I i i have that love for low budget movies because well one i love i love lower budget movies because i think that they have more heart and right. uh, more passion behind them but i think that you get a closer knit group of people and it's all about worrying about each other which right. when you get guys who you know i'm just, never met this guy before in my life you know accidents happen right. unfortunately so right yeah and i think so doing a low budget movie you're more apt to go i ain't doing that shit <laughs> I, I ain't making enough money <laughs> screw that yeah you want me to do what i ain't doing that shit i ain't jumping off that building hell no <laughs> uh, now is anybody thrown through a plate glass window in the western because that's a, <laughs> that is a trope for every Western I think I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> no, 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 we didn't do that. Uh -huh. And somebody's got to get dragged behind a horse. Those are the two big ones in, in like every, every Western. <laughs> well, this uh, is more like Back to the Future. <laughs> well, even Back to the Future, he gets dragged behind a horse. <laughs> <laughs> You should have you should have rented a DeLorean 
for like yeah. one day. And just, just have it drive park. by. Just yeah, or, or just have it parked in a shed. So they drive like ride by, and if you look, there's a DeLorean. <laughs> True. That would have been kind of a, a little Easter egg in her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I, I've talked to other people about this with um, doing movies. Do you ever put Easter eggs from your previous movies in any of your other movies? Like sneak something in, just kind of hide something, see if anybody ever notices? No, I don't think we've ever done that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've done stuff like use a poster from from another movie. Just, you know, it'll be in a couple of shots or something. It'll be on the wall in some shot, but nothing like certain scene or something. All right. Now, now, now to go back to that, to the, to the, the, the money's no object. I guess, but it's not really. Um, you can tour with any band because who are you touring <laughs> with? Oh my gosh. Tour with them? Uh, I think we should tour with Judas Priest because I don't know how much longer they're going to be around. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that this is the year because there there's rumors of the uh, Iron Maiden Judas Priest tour. So yeah, they've been saying that for 40 years. Yeah, but they're they're all getting towards the end, so they got to do it. <laughs> right. Um, it's like um, I was supposed to take my son to go see Ozzy's farewell tour too. Uh, <laughs> I was like, here's the thing, Joe. And he's like, what? I was like, I saw Ozzy on his farewell tour of one. <laughs> I saw him on a No More Tours tour in 92. So, <laughs> um, but I, I have, I have my, my son, Joe, is is like my, my I guess, my, I wouldn't say mini me because he's my height and he's, you know, he's an adult. But um, me and him are really close. And, and uh, I got to take him to Slayer's farewell tour. Um, we were supposed to go the following year to go see Ozzy, Megadeth, and I can't remember who else was supposed to be. And then that got postponed. Now it still looks like it's going to happen, but and he goes, why do you want? I was like, I want to be there for both farewell tours. I think that would be <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it wouldn't be like the Rolling Stones to go to like eight of them or the Who and go to like, because every time you turn around, the Who was like, oh, this is the farewell tour. And then I just <laughs> see them touring again. I'm like, okay, that's not... Yeah. Uh, uh, so all are right. you gonna go see? Are you gonna go see um, Def Leppard, um, Motley Crue, and uh, Poison? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's it's in Cincinnati, and there's still tickets, but it's a stadium show. So if I get tickets, it's gonna be like, you know, the stage is gonna be like this big from the distance. <laughs> and there's a bunch of other bands. Gotta, well, it's like it's like getting tickets to Evil Knievel. You gotta go watch Vince Neil make an ass of himself. Well, last year, um, there's there's a place not far from here, and uh, Brett Michaels was there. So my me and my wife went. She's like, do you want to go with me? And I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'll go see Brett Michaels. I've, I've never seen Poison. So we went and seen Brett Michaels, and I'm not going to lie, he put on a pretty good show for his solo stuff. Um, I got to take my son to go see King Crimson. Um, oh, man, who else did I see last year? Oh, um, Sebastian Bach. I got to see him on the 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 
uh, 30th anniversary for Slave to the Grind. And I'm laughing at my wife and she goes, what? I was like, I saw Slave to the Grind the first time. That's the <laughs> last time I saw Skid Row. I was like, I saw him open or uh, Pantera open for Skid Row. And then I've seen yes. Pantera like nine times in Skid Row. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. It, if you could go back and, and, and go see any band play, who are you going to try to go see? Go back? If you could, if you, like at any, like me, if I could go back and see any band that I've never seen, as I would like to go see like Metallica in like 1986. Yeah, I could deal with that. <laughs> I don't like them anymore. I don't like, I don't like them anymore at all, but I'd go see them back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we have the ongoing joke is like, um, you know, because a guy my wife used to work with didn't discover Metallica until like 20 years ago and i was like man how do you get in metallica in that era i was like this is <laughs> weird man i was like I've, I've been listening to metallica since junior high and it's like the black album came out and i was like mm, so this <laughs> yeah. is how it dies huh <laughs> and then um a friend of mine bought me saint anger one year i think for like my birthday or christmas and i was like this might be the worst thing i've ever heard in my entire <laughs> No, I can't stand the sound of his drums on that. It's fucking horrible. Oh, it sounds like he's beating on a garbage can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now we have the ongoing joke that, that unfortunately somewhere out there, somebody's favorite Metallica album is Saint Anger. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, really? No, um, yeah, it's, it's funny because, I mean... I listened to Load and Reload, and I didn't think those were bad, but I thought they were two just mediocre albums, and I thought if they would have taken the good stuff off of one, the good stuff off of, you know, Load and the good stuff off of Reload, and they put them together, they had one great album. Instead, they had two mediocre albums. Right. And, um, yeah. and, and I'll argue with my wife till the day I die. I think the same thing with uh, Guns N' Roses and uh, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. I, I said that could have been one phenomenal album or two mediocre albums. <laughs> and uh, she's like, I like both those albums. I'm like, I'm saying you can't like them. I'm just saying they're not that good as a whole. But if you would have taken them and streamed them down, you would have a great one. So, and, uh, oh, um, I, got, I got to ask you this. Where do you stand on this one? We have the ongoing thing is that the only thing that everybody can agree on on the planet is that Appetite for Destruction is the best Guns N' Roses album ever. <laughs> well, I'm not a huge Guns N' Roses fan, so. Yeah. See, but that's just, <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't even have to be a big fan, but if because <laughs> it used to be Def Leppard. We had an ongoing joke that, 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 um, that we can all agree that Pyromania was the best Def Leppard album. And then somebody goes, ah, oh, now I like hysteria. I'm like, ah, damn it. You ruined the whole thing. <laughs> Actually, me. I think Run Through the Night's better. Huh? Oh, yeah. Run Through but, the Night. Uh, the, the, those first two albums are, are stupid good. And then when you realize that they're like 16, 17, and 18 yeah, come together, you're just like, how? Really? <laughs> it's... it's um. Well, I've seen them open, they opened for um, Blizzard of Oz back in 81 or whatever, 80 or 81. 
yeah it was i didn't realize i don't think until after the show after i saw that, that how how young they were like yeah. forget which guitar player was he always played the big destroyer mm -hmm. body <laughs> that thing was bigger than he was like <laughs> so that's the that's the that's is that, that the, the one, one that, that the one that passed yeah, i was gonna say right? i think that's the one that, that died yeah yeah well but back then that thing was like what's, what's like I watched a documentary. Um, your drum. Have you watched that documentary on drummers on Netflix? No, I haven't yet. Actually, I keep forgetting about that. I, I got I got bored one night, and I'm just sitting here like bagging board my comics and stuff and putting stuff away. And uh, I put it on, and I'm like sitting there listening to it, and they're talking about John Bonham, and um, it's like realizing how young Led Zeppelin was when when you know, because the only really veteran of the group was jimmy page and all the rest of them were these relatively young guys and you're like man these guys are like early early 20s and they're putting out freaking rock and roll and and, <laughs> and you're like how the hell did you get that and um yeah it's it's a, it's a really good documentary it has all these drummers talking about you know what influenced them and stuff like that it's it's and it has a genre all different you know right yeah um now going on that is there any uh genre of music that you like to play that you haven't played or that you just like to like stick your toe in or try out well i mean i've played just about everything like that i want to <laughs> it was funny when i was when i first started playing when i would go up north where i grew up um, I would sit in with my uncle's country band, but I would sit in and play like Johnny Be Good or something like that. That's you know a little more, a little more, more rocking. Uh, <clears throat> I had a, I have a friend of mine. Um, he's in a uh, Iron Maiden cover band, but there for a while he was touring in a country band. He goes, eh. he goes that that pays the bills. He goes, but I'll still go. <laughs> right. For yeah, and uh, I end up doing <clears throat> comic book shows. I end up running into a guy who was. I think he was a guitar. He was a guitar player for a, a, a pretty big country band, and I, I, I want, I know it's probably isn't right, but I want to say it was Brooks and Dunn or something like that. And he was just like their touring guitar player, because they had a, a session guitar player come in. Right. He goes, he goes, yeah, he goes, I, my my regular band, my real band. He goes, it's metal. He goes, <laughs> but he goes, you know, they they they're like, hey, we we need uh, somebody to play guitar on this tour and he's like oh how much does it pay and they're like oh, okay <laughs> i can i can i can play Bryce and done for that kind of money oh yeah because he goes he goes i'm not gonna lie because it's fun being on stage i played guitar and and um i got paid really good to do what i like to do he goes maybe not what i want to play he goes but i still had fun so and i got to see right. the world so yeah there you go yeah but uh I guess, I guess, you know, if you want to play and you want to have fun, you got to go where the money is for, for some time. Well, it's kind of funny how I ended up in the punk band because I never even listened to punk before before I started playing in the band. <laughs> um, this friend of mine who knew the band, knew the people in the band, um, come up to me and he's like, he's like, hey, I know this punk band, they're looking for a drummer. And he's like, I know. I know punk's not your thing. You're more of a metalhead, but he's like, you know, hey, check it out. So I met with him and went to uh, showed up for practice and 
first thing that caught my eye was the um the guitar player singer um he's like i don't care what you do just you know just be in time with with everything because i because it, it's all original i never heard any of that before i just showed up and jumped in and and i was like wow this is kind of fun like i don't have to I don't have to think about all those odd timing changes and shit. I can just play and and have fun with it. So yeah, it's uh um, oh man, the, there's a lot of them bands, like especially some of the punk bands that that if you look at them, you get uh you know the one like the bass player is a uh, you know the punk guy. You get the drummer who's the metal guy. You get the the you know the guitar player that's the uh the prog rock guy but right. they decided they're like hey, well, this is good this is easy i can play it <laughs> well well and our stuff isn't really like just straight four four like like a lot of the punk punk stuff I, the the, the I one that's why it kind of works because i i add a little more you know a little more depth to it some different thing different timings and stuff not just straight four four times blast beat through through songs so yeah it's um i i mean the one the, the song you sent me i thought it came off as a um what is it it's it's not it's like punkabilly it's that mix between rockabilly <laughs> and punk uh i and i was like i i like it. it's got a good sound to it you know i could definitely you know put that on while i'm working on a car in a garage or something like that so you know Hey, it's it's it, if 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 you're having fun playing and and you're enjoying it, hell yeah! Right, yeah. We, we always joke because um, <clears throat> we we say like a, a push rods album lengthwise is it's like one prog rock song. <laughs> you get that twenty minute twenty minute album or a twenty minute song. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I got a. Uh, uh, King Crimson over there on vinyl, and I the the Court of the Crimson King. If you listen to it, it's technically five songs long. <laughs> That's it, <laughs> right? And uh, they're like, "No, it isn't." I'm like, "Yeah, well, each song is divided into sub songs, <laughs> but it's one big song." <laughs> or um, like we were talking on uh, line the other day about Dream Dream Theater, and um, I have uh, I cannot remember what's dream theater album i have now but it's on cassette and it's what what uh, one side is three songs long the other side of the cassette's only two songs long and it <laughs> takes up the entire cassette so it's still like 70 minutes long for right. <laughs> i was like man i love the shit out of some dream theater and now i need to now that they're they're i guess trying to touring again that's uh or yeah to they're touring somewhere. right now yeah yeah hell yeah the um and then i'm sitting there looking at so i've got back into vinyl relatively recently and i'm starting looking because like you said nobody buys cds anymore so i'm like shit there's dream theater and i went to order it and they're like out of stock crap so, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah vinyl's becoming a big thing like the big collectible thing now yeah bands are putting out collectible vinyl and things <clears throat> yeah it's it's uh i don't know i i i didn't want to start getting back into it but then i started buying up all these albums that i had when i was a kid and then i was like oh okay cool and then all these new albums were coming out online i'm like 
okay, it's either 20 bucks for vinyl or it's like 18 bucks for a CD. <laughs> eh, I'll spend the two bucks and get <laughs> Because I mean, a lot of them you get a digital code, so you don't even you get the right. digital version of it too. So uh, now, um, do they give the digital codes with the albums too? Um, some of them do. Um, I just got uh, an album. Da, 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 was it this one? Yeah, this one. Um, they just Amazon just sent me the code, so it's oh. automatically on my Amazon library. They don't, you don't even have to turn any codes in or nothing. It's just there. <laughs> I'm I, so I got, um, I, I, and when I'm, when I'm editing together my, uh, the, the shows and stuff like that and doing my other shows, I tend to like when I'm driving, when I'm working out, when I'm like working in the garage or whatever, I tend to listen to metal. When I'm like chilling out editing, I tend to listen to like the synth wave or like music scores, like the, um, um, I got like the Star Wars, Rogue One soundtrack, stuff like that. Because, you know, like my friend said, he goes, that stuff's made to be in the background and not distract from what you're doing. I'm like, right. that's perfect because I can sit there and listen to my music. And um, I got some albums a while back and all of a sudden they're like, I get a little thing that says, music's in your uh, library. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I looked at my wife. I'm like, do we have a music library for Amazon? She goes, yeah, here. And she clicks on it. And I'm like, Oh, and I look, there's this list of all this music that I bought that I didn't know I owned digitally. And then there's, um, uh, crap, where's it at? There's one that they just actually just give you the code. Uh, they get, some of them, they put the code in the vinyl. So you'll just like open it up and there's a slip with a code. Mm -hmm. And then this one I got for Christmas, it's the John Carpenter's splash band which is it's german and um it's weird renditions of uh john carpenter's but it's oh, where the hell's it at uh, yeah comes with the cd too so <laughs> they, they, they're just like okay well you're buying the vinyl which i didn't buy this one a friend of mine like said got that as a christmas gift um but yeah, they, 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 I don't know. Some of them are cool because some of them are, are different. You know, I got like the splash vinyl clear and, and uh, just multiple <clears throat> colors and stuff. And I got clear ones, like flat, just clear white. So, that's weird back here. Uh, so, um, before I forget to ask, um, you said you have four movies on Tubi. Which is uh, oh, I have like two, two, four, five. I have like six. Six. Um, you have uh, other than that, do you know where you can get some of your other movies, like on Amazon or? Uh... Yeah, I believe some of them are on Amazon. Um, <laughs> funny story about Killer Rack. That's one reason why I think it ended up on Tubi because. Um, they kept taking it off of Amazon. They kept they kept taking it off of Amazon because of the supposedly the content. And it's like, have you watched it on Amazon? Like, so that movie, I mean, other than it kind of sounds like, you know, it's it's nothing but TNA. There's like literally two real boob shots in it and they're quick, like three seconds. So <clears throat> well, I know that that Amazon 
it two years ago now or a year oh shit um yeah yeah about two years ago now they had that big purge where they uh took all the almost all the independent movies off right them. yeah and uh i know that hurt a lot of people that i know around here that they're filmmakers because you know they had you know one guy had like i think like five movies up on amazon the other guys had a couple and he goes all of a sudden they're just like oh they're gone you're, you're down and then they'll they got to try to re-put them up which i know some of them were able to put some of their stuff back up but you know like out of like eight movies they were able to put back up three or stuff like that so um but no yeah because i was i was gonna do that with the door um try to time it once once we get ready to release showdown and yesteryear i was gonna try to kind of use that as you know a stepping stone like somebody watched that they might <clears throat> and i would you know go on social media and explain that that's what showdown and yesteryear's based from and all that but i don't even think i think now you can't you can't even put shorts on there independent shorts on amazon <clears throat> so like you said they they cleared out a lot of independent movies period so yeah now uh, i've talked to people with streaming do you look at it as as being able to get more get your product out there to more people or do you look at it like you know is it is it is it working for you or against you right now i don't know um seems like seems like the only people i know they'll watch it if it's on Tui, but they're not going to pay two dollars to rent it on, on the streaming service which i think although it's crazy like I'll tell my friends I have a movie available and then they're like, is it free? And I'm like, well, no, it's like a dollar ninety-nine. Well, I ain't spending a dollar. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, you won't spend two dollars to watch a movie that I was in. So well, um I uh, another filmmaker, he goes, Yeah, he goes, he goes, I want to tell people to go rent my movie on Amazon. He goes, but he goes, I've made more money off of my other movie on Tubi. When they bought, <laughs> then oh, really? Then I've made off of people renting it that renting the other movie on Amazon. He goes, so keep watching my movie on Tubi. I, I <laughs> oh, I didn't realize. So you do get. I I I don't know if it was Tubi or something, but they, they they made more money when their movie went to the free streaming. Like I said, I wasn't sure if it was Tubi, maybe Plex or one of those other ones like that. They made more money when they're um for their movie doing it that way than they got for their movie uh being rented on amazon so because i guess tubi plex all those are they're just always looking for content so and they're looking for content that's that's affordable and that will make, have people watch it so they're looking for you know horror movies they're looking for genre movies that you know people watch because like you, we're, you're doing the western so, you know, you always have the older people who, you know, a lot of the, you know, maybe the generation, you know, before us, I, I, I'm not sure exactly how old you are, but, you know, the, the, their, that was the, the age they grew up watching the Westerns on TV, they, you know, stuff like that. So they tend to watch more Westerns. So they're always trying to get that content so that they can bring in, you know, okay, bring in the uh 45 to 60 market you know we already got the 19 the 40 so you know stuff like that right. we got horror movies we got this 
So they're, they're just looking for content to make people watch it because then they make their money on advertisers. They do all that stuff like that. So not exactly sure how it all works. Cause if I did, I so can you, do you know if, if you can submit your film to them? Cause anybody I know that's that their stuff's on two, we they're, they're through a distributor, like their movies. Yeah. I, I'm, I would probably say there would be, have to be a way you could get a hold of them. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I don't know for sure, but I know that, that the ones that I know have got a distributor, that's how they got theirs on right. Plex. Um, but I know that there's all these other uh, streaming, smaller streaming networks out there that are free. And, you know, there's no way that some of these movies that I'm, I've seen, you know, outside of like, you know, they can't have a very big distributor so they got to be just getting hold of the people personally or whatever but yeah i'd, I'd assume that you if you found a way to contact tubi or, or plex that there's got to be a way you could get your movie there i mean it would make sense to me so but right yeah like i said if i if i knew i'd be a millionaire but <laughs> i have my own streaming service shit um <laughs> shit i i I do all my stuff and put it on YouTube and on my, on the pod bean. So <laughs> literally, literally I'm paying to keep my, uh, uh, just my podcast version, my audio podcast for like, I don't know, like 20 people that I know that are truck drivers and stuff like that do a lot of over the road stuff. Cause they listen to me while they're traveling. So I was like, all right, I'll keep it going. Cause I told them, I was like, oh, I'm just going to go strictly to YouTube. And uh, they're like, no, oh, I listen to you in my car and I, I can't use YouTube because that burns up too much of my data while I'm driving. And all right, I'll keep it going. <laughs> so I got, I, I keep it going for my, for my fans that I, I fans are probably just friends. I don't <laughs> that are uh, truck drivers or they're on the road a lot, travel, you know, whatever. So I keep right. it going, but I had a, I have because my other two shows that I do, I do a, a, a I, I always joked around, I want to be a horror host. And I was like, but there's way too many of those out there that are far better than I would ever be. So I started, uh, I had a friend of mine, he goes, man, just do what, you, what, what you'd like to do. So I, I continue doing this. And then I do a Saturday morning cartoon show, which I host Saturday morning cartoons. And then I started finding all these old, uh, well, not old, but these uh, 80s, late 70s, early 80s sci-fi shows that maybe didn't go even go a full season that nobody cares about. So I started putting together a Friday show where I host Friday sci-fi stuff. And um, it's weird that, that that's, really, you know, the Saturday morning stuff's taken off. And and um, now I got people like, man, you should put together a streaming channel. I was like... <laughs> I would love to, but I'm not going to pay to get the rights to these cartoons and these TV shows just to air them on, on, on a Roku channel. I was like, cause I cannot afford that. Um, I was like, I do this for fun. I was like, I, I, I'm one of them guys that's, um, uh, my wife hates it. I'm a physical media guy. I like to make sure that stuff is still around for, um, my kids and their kids and whatever. And uh, like, you know, there, there's music that, that I listened to in high school, these bands that put out like one album. I can't find it. I can't find any of their music online. Uh, and it's like, if I still had that cassette, I would have proof <laughs> this band existed. 
Um, there, there's a band called Dead On. Their, their, their big claim to fame, I guess, was they did a song on the Shocker soundtrack. But they put out one album and they just disappeared. And I remember they had like a music video. I had their cassette tape and I don't know if it got like lost or stolen out of my car or something like that. But um, I can't prove, you know, I like, I, I, I can, I can pull up my, my shocker soundtrack and let you listen to the one song that they put. <laughs> um, but I'm also, like I said, I'm, I'm like the guy I, I buy physical DVDs. I buy, you know, right. whatever, yeah, me too. because, you know, 20 years down the road, if it doesn't get picked up on Blu-ray or if it doesn't get picked up on, uh, uh, which whatever comes after Blu-ray or whatever, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, is it lost, you know, cause I'm, I've, I've got stuff that's only available. The, the, the last time it was released was on VHS or Laserdisc. So, <laughs> um, well, I've gotten speaking of laser discs. So I instead of buying movie posters, I buy I buy laser discs, and then buy the record album frames, mm -hmm. put them in there, and then hang them on the wall. Nice, because man, some of them are sweet. I got the the Very. <laughs> my, my one of my favorite movies is The Keep, and uh, a buddy of mine got me The Keep on laser disc for Christmas one year. It was Christmas like my birthday or something. And uh, I, I, I need to get that framed up, but literally I, I watch it. So. <laughs> oh, you still have a laser displayer? Yeah, I got a laser displayer. Yes. I have a <laughs> laser displayer. I have a I have VCR laser disc, uh, uh, Blu-ray player, multi-region Blu-ray player, uh, eight millimeter film. I have the, um, the RCA SpectraVision. Remember those with the cartridge? <laughs> I have yeah. one of those, but I got to get it working. Uh, and I'm always on the lookout for another uh, beta. And uh, I've even got an HD DVD player. So <laughs> I still have my HD player. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't want any of this stuff to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife hates it. She goes, what are you doing with all that shit? And I was like, you don't understand. She goes, it's all <laughs> streaming. I'm like, until they take it away from you. And then they <laughs> <laughs> right well that's like that's always the big argument with like voodoo you know you don't really own it because if voodoo goes down you have nothing <laughs> uh, um did you ever it was it was it last year or year before last that uh, some guy um lost all of his i think music on itunes he had uh, thousands of songs and um they went in and they're like he's like oh you know i own all that and he goes no you don't you're 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 that those that, that's our you know and they're like but i paid for them i'm he goes well you're paying for the the service to have them available i'm like the, the, yeah there's giant loopholes that they're jumping through to get to to make it basically so that that you don't really own anything right so. well i mean yeah i mean if you think about it like like i said there's because they were talking about voodoo or something or did one of those shut down one of the video streaming services or something because everybody's um, like they combined or something uh it was not voodoo because i just used voodoo the other day right but they were saying at one point that like something about some them combining and, you, and if you own this you were going to lose it yeah, 
I can definitely see that. I start seeing all these posts. Everybody's like, you don't own that stuff. Like if this happens, it's gone. Like your movies are gone. Yeah. And it's, it's even, even, you know, cause everybody's like, well, everything's streaming, like not everything's streaming either. Right. You know, it's, it's, um, that's scary too, because, you know, you, you know, you got your movies out there. Um, do you, now do you have DVDs or Blu-rays of your movies available? Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, oh, no, I don't know about available on all of them anymore. I mean, a lot of them, a lot of them initially you do, and then they, you, you sell out of them and, or for whatever reason they sell out or they stop distributing them or whatever. But I mean, I have my copies. <laughs> Now, uh, before I get before I, I forget, um, do you ever do conventions and stuff like that? Take your movies out there on the convention circuit? And... Um, no, I've never, I've never, I've never done that. I mean, I'd like to. I'd like to do a couple of conventions. I think they're cool. I've, so about seven years ago, I was doing a um, streaming music, um, like a radio show every Friday night. Mm-hmm. What we started doing is, I would get a hold of the conventions and offer them a month of advertising on my show if they gave me a table. <laughs> so so for a couple of years, like I did that for um, quite a while. That was that was fun. Had to meet a lot of meet a lot of actors and hang out with them and stuff. And, oh yeah. It's uh it, it used to be a lot cooler. Um it's gotten a lot harder now because they they try to keep all the 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 talent away from the uh the regular people so they always try to hoard the the big name actors over here and then everybody else is over here um now I'll, I'll tell you this much right here if you ever get back here to ohio um i do a a comic book show here in town uh i will give you a free table you can come here <laughs> i'll give you a free table i'll give you a free table i, if I can get table. any i don't know if i can get any merch but yeah um but we uh it, it, it's 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 always cool you know like i've i've said this before and i'll say this again um independent filmmakers and stuff guys who who and guys girls people everybody who's going out there and putting their their heart and soul into the to a movie that's uh, i have nothing but respect for you i have nothing but respect for everything especially i mean holy crap you're you're i look at your list i'm like you're doing everything you're doing you're, like you said, you're getting into production and producing and writing, directing and music and everything. And that's just, I, I don't even know how, how the hell you even find the time to do my interview here. <laughs> uh, I, I've talked to other people and they're like, hey, clones. I've cloned myself. <laughs> I'm filming a movie now. Uh, um, I, I, I run with the uh, uh, the comic book guys and stuff like that, and and uh, I'm like, man, how do you, how are you working on like six books at one time? <laughs> like you're not you're not drawing, but you're still inking and you're still writing. Right. And he's like, I have no life. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> and like I said, I, I have I have just a huge amount of respect for you that that with with what you're doing. Um, the door is amazing. I can't wait to see Showdown. That is, if if it's, I mean, if, if I'm really pouring, you know, a tenth of what, you know, because it's what, 15 minutes long. And if I'm guessing hour 30, hour 40 for Showdown, that's. It's two. It's two? Yeah, we, uh, we've watched and watched it. We're like, we, there's nothing we can cut. Like it's, 
you know, everything adds, you know, adds an element to the story. It's, it's a huge story at this point, like with a feature, like there's, well, I mean, I can't say too much about it because I don't want to give any of it away. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's another thing about making your own movie like we talked about earlier. I mean, you, the only person you have to answer to is you. Right. So <laughs> if you don't want your movie to be under two hours, like you're like, this, this all needs to stay. It all needs to stay. It will all stay. <laughs> it's not like, you know, back in the day where they tell you, okay, I made a movie. It's two hours and 15 minutes. And the studio is like, we need it an hour 30. Right. Uh, I, I can't get an hour 30 out of it. You're going to get an hour 30 out of it or it's not. Gonna... <laughs> and uh, I don't really uh, plan on doing a big um, film festival thing with, with this either. Like I did the door um, to me. It, I don't know. I think, I think the film festival circuit's gotten way too diluted. There's too many. Everybody's putting one together and you're just, I don't know. I've gotten at this point, like I said, the door is still, it's still, um, there's still some other film festivals for that coming up. I started submitting it more last year um, for this year when I figured out that showdown wasn't going to be done yet. So just to kind of keep that out there. Um, now, um, I have some people I know that own a theater somewhat locally here. Um, I might be able to get in contact with them, get them in contact with you. So maybe when, when showdown is done, I mean, it, it is a hell of a trip, but I mean, maybe we can get it in the theater or something like that for you. If I can maybe work with some people here. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, in April, I think it's April 23rd that weekend. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to be at dogwood. We're going to be filming some other stuff like interviews and, shooting a music video and you want to stop down heck yeah it was you said april 23rd write that down over here on the calendar i believe that's i believe that's the weekend okay yeah um get get a hold of me when you know for sure and uh what what times you'll be there and i'll see if i can get over there because um it i own my own comic book store so i just if it's on like a, a weekday or a saturday i'll have to get somebody to run the shop while i'm gone but i can get over there and i'll drag, yeah, I'll drag we're gonna me. be there for like three days sweet <clears throat> yeah yeah because it's like i said it's hour 40 maybe hour 45 away from me so right have you looked up what well dogwood's outside of columbus but is it is it to the uh east or the west yeah <laughs> Don't know. Good question. <laughs> North or South? Okay. I don't remember. The, the, hold on a second. That's what we got Google Maps for here. Yeah. <laughs> Just look up Beaver, Ohio. Beaver, Ohio? It makes me chuckle every time I say that. Beaver, Ohio. There we are. And directions. Eh. Uh, oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're down by Jackson. Okay, you're 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 two and a half hours away from me. So, yeah, you're south of um, you're south of uh, Columbus. So, yeah, it's still not bad. I still make that trip. Yeah, I know it's like an hour. Jeff lives in Columbus. It's it's about an hour from his house. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, I go. Uh, that's not that's not 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 horrible there. Uh, shoot, 
I just shoot on down the road and head out and maybe I'll make a weekend of it. <laughs> um, yeah, well, there should be places. So that's the cool thing about shooting there too, is they have, they have this big bunkhouse. Mm-hmm. So got the door when we shot both of them. Like we, I literally lived at Dogwood Pass. Like, so it's like, it's like living in the old place. It's like you never leave. I'm on set. As long as you have a real toilet, I, I'm fine. <laughs> oh yeah, they had toilet, shower, fridge, and all that yeah. stuff. But um, <laughs> now, how long did the shooting last on 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 uh, uh, Showdown? Oh shit, that was almost three weeks. And we didn't. If I ever do another feature again, we're definitely having. We didn't have any days off we literally shot every day so everybody was getting burnt out by the end yeah i can definitely see that definitely needed a couple of days off (laughs) take a break come back get the weekend off and come back um well um i've had you on here for a while i don't mean to 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 eat up all your time here um no problem I, like I said, I do appreciate it. Um, do, do you have, like I said, um, anything you need to, to, to other movies that you want to tell us about? Stuff that you like, you know, hey, like you said, there's movies on Tubi. Um, so there's uh, yeah. Johnny Gruesome is on Tubi. It's another um, Greg. I don't know if you're familiar with Greg Lamberson, horror filmmaker at all. Yeah, a l- little bit. Yeah. His. Uh, his big cult classic, Slime City. Yeah. Um, okay. So I've done four or five films with Greg now. Johnny Gruesome, Tubi, that's Greg's movie. Um, Killer Rack, Greg directed. Um, Debbie Rashawn's in Killer Rack as well. Um, let's see what else was there. Evil Under the Skin that, Don, that I'm in with Donna. That's where I play the, the, the creepy brother. <laughs> okay. And I are brother and sister, and uh, we have a big kissing scene. <laughs> so <laughs> you got to watch that one because everybody's like, because I, some of my friends watch it and I get text messages. They're like, Weren't, aren't you brother and sister in that film? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, um, but you like made out. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, oh my God. I, I was just, um there was i was watching someone on some like making of on youtube a while back for a movie and literally they changed the script like midway through the movie and suddenly like the people were it was i i i say they like star wars did that the the two like mains were not brother and sister not brother and sister so there's like a makeout scene in the beginning and by the end of the movie they were acknowledged to be brother and sister because the script changed so much from point a to point b <laughs> I was like, okay, and then like, did, I was like, thinking to myself, they didn't decide to cut that out. They're like, <laughs> oh well, okay. So. Yeah, it was it was funny. Well, because that wasn't in the script originally, and uh, and then Jeff sent us um, the update, and uh, Donna gets a hold of me and she's like, have you have you read the update to the script yet? And I'm like, no. So I, I go read it and then I come back and I'm like, um, she's like, yeah, we, we kiss. And I'm, we're like, we're brother and sister. 
but and then so then we both talked to Jeff and Jeff was like well Jeff knew Donna and I had had worked together before mm-hmm. and saw saw some of our stuff and he's like you know you guys have decent chemistry or whatever and uh, work work well together he's like you already know each other so he's like that's why I put that in there like we've He's like, are you, if you're okay with it, I'm like, I'm fine with it. It just <laughs> it was kind of weird, but hey. Good. I'm good. We're good. <laughs> I'm supposed to be creepy. I guess that just makes me creepier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and you, you said that that um, you don't have any, you got uh, the door coming out in some film festivals. Um, do you know which ones coming up? Um, well, it has a... It hasn't even been announced. Like I'm okay, just saying, okay. more that the that I submitted it to that haven't even announced whether it's in them or not. But um, I know you sent me the link. Is there any place where people can see the door? Not yet, because it's still. Multiples. I can't okay. really. Okay. Once once that's over and we get showdown, pretty much locked in, and hopefully get some kind of distribution or something, then yeah, I'm. I'm definitely going to like re- basically release the door to watch either on YouTube or whatever. Are you going to release it as like a special feature on the, the DVD for the. Yeah, we could do that. We're, we're planning on doing a commentary track for it too. Cool. <laughs> Cause that'll um, be fun talking, uh, talking about making that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I always I'm 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 a commentary guy. I just love listening to people talk about making movie making their movies, and, and some of them are just hilarious. Uh, I, yeah. I think the um, any of them that Arnold Schwarzenegger does is hilarious. That was the biggest reason I bought a laserdisc player back in the day because that was the first. Co- movie yeah. It on. The uh, <clears throat> uh, first time I think it uh, was a commentary and like the deleted scenes or behind the scenes and stuff like that was that. And then I also remember um, the extended cut of Terminator 2 and RoboCop were the, were the, like the two that made me, and the worst part about it is I don't own either one of them anymore. They got to sell them <laughs> out broke one time. Um, now I'm slowly trying to get back my collection. I only have like 10 laser discs in a player. So <laughs> Yeah, I sold them. I kept a few of them that I figured would, you know, like I kept the Crow, a couple of the Star Wars movies, um, stuff like that. I yeah. still have a laser disc. Yeah, I've got uh, Star Wars, oh. Aliens, Blade Runner. I could keep. Then like stuff like like Blue Thunder and and <laughs> then 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 the the couple laser discs that came free with the laser disc player I bought. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I got like like uh, oh man the the Robin Williams Robert De Niro movie where the, where he's in a coma. Why can't I think of the title for that? It's probably something stupid right off the top of my head. Yeah, and that's one of them that I got for free. I've never watched it. It's just sitting in a on a shelf because I'm like, eh, I can get rid of it. But <laughs> I, I'm weird that way. So, um, is there any way anybody can buy copies of your movies? Do you have anything available, like in your own personal collection, or autographed copies, or anything like that that you have floating around? No, not really. Unless like I said I'm not even sure what's available anymore to to buy. I I'm pretty sure you. So there is a 
another anthology I was in is called Theater. Yeah. Theater of Terror. Mm-hmm. Really good production value on it all. That's uh, so I always say I got I pretty much filled my bucket list. I was a vampire. I was a Bigfoot character. And in this and one of the the movies on in Theater of Terror, I'm a werewolf. So nice. I got to do it all. <laughs> I, I I joke around that 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 I've I've gotten too old now to play in most of the movies my friends put together. I was like, so I want to be the old guy at the, or the weird guy at the beginning of the movie that tells all the kids they're going to go die. Yeah. So I, was, I, I was like, you find me a gas station, which I found a gas station. So if I could just get them there, record it. And I was like, you could put that at the beginning of all your movies. <laughs> the weird guy coming out of the old dilapidated gas station going, where are you going? You kids are all going to yeah. die out there. <laughs> Just, just that's way it's that way you know that that's the same universe. All of these people exist in the same universe because of the gas station guy. <laughs> that's that's my one goal. That's the that's the last thing I need to do. I've been in a movie. I'm happy. That's one thing I wanted to do. Now, if I can do one where I'm just the the weird guy at the beginning of the movie, I I'd be great with that. <laughs> so. Um, all right. Um, it, do, now, it's the other one is, did you do any autograph? Do you do, like, people can contact you to get, like, DVD signed or anything like that? Sure, if they want to send it, okay. you know, pay for the shipping and stuff, no problem. Cool, cool, cool. All right, sir. Well, I appreciate it. I do. And really? <laughs> seriously, Cat, Go play. Ah. That'll be fun to get edited out. <laughs> it was funny though he covered up. He's like, and she she is ninety percent of the time she hides away from everybody, and now she wants to be super friendly. Wants to sit on my lap and everything else. Hey, that right, Lucy? Yeah. Okay. Where's your sister? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Wife's cat. Wife's dog. My cat. Nowhere to be seen. <laughs> so um like i said uh i i do appreciate all everything you do um you know being a low budget filmmaker um is got is a, i mean there's gotta be a lot and like you said you're doing directing writing producing music on top of everything um and i said this once i'll say it again don't know how you have the time uh <laughs> i don't either sometimes I was like, that's what I tell people. That's why I don't go to bed till two, three o'clock in the morning because I got to get stuff done. So, right. um, I do appreciate you. You, you know, like I said, the the door is, uh, you know, for a short. That is an amazing piece. Uh, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I you know I, I'm gonna go watch some other stuff. Um, like I said, Hellcat's Revenge was fun. I'm going to try to get time to watch Five Gauntlets or, you know what I mean? Uh, And then I'm going to start going through because now I got to find Killer Rack. Uh, (laughs) um, But like I said, I appreciate it. I I do. um, I I don't think you guys get enough credit because um, this is not, you know, as I've said to other people, this has got to be like your passion. You know, you're, 
I mean, I, I know everybody's in it for the money, but you know, <laughs> the, but you know, it's like the, the band. If I was in it for the money, I wouldn't be here right now. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> thank you. Um, now what I'll do with this is I'll take some, uh, like I'll post some, put some of your trailers for some of your movies in and at the beginning, at the end and stuff. And I'll put some here, like your, uh, you may have like links to your IMDB and stuff like that at the end and okay. fun stuff. So I do appreciate it. And anytime you want to come on, tell us about new stuff we got coming out or, um, maybe if I can get over to, um, uh, Beaver, Ohio, <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna never be funny um <laughs> uh if i can get over there on the 23rd of april um and if you let me i'll maybe i can film a couple things and we can oh yeah definitely put together another episode um and like i said if you ever want to get on here again be like hey i got a new movie you know one of my other movies is coming out you know just five minutes hop on tell us and i can edit something in at the end of another show and i can do all that stuff so Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Sounds great. If you need anything like if you're looking for like another trailer or something you want to use or whatever, just just let me know. Yeah. Um, if you want to send me those, if not, I mean if if they're on YouTube, I can go find them and pull them off YouTube. Um, if not, like I you you know, you sent me the other ones, I can I can do that. Um, but yeah, if you want to send me some links, that would be great. And I can send you a couple of I can send you a couple other shorts too sweet um cool 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 all right well i appreciate it sir and you have yourself a good night and thank you again for being on here and i will yeah. uh, talk to you again soon hopefully <laughs> yeah just get a hold of me you know? all right cool but, uh, and i think i think theater of terror you can buy uh, i can i can find the link for it. i think it might be just theaterofterror.com or something but i'm pretty okay. sure you can still buy the blu-rays and stuff from him if not, I can try to get you one. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, that'll work. I'd like to get a get a couple copies of, of some of your movies. Get get at least a copy or so of, of some of your movies. That would be awesome. I can uh, throw them in there with the with the other movies, which you cannot see from here. I got like I'm in like six thousand DVDs right now, about two thousand Blu-rays, <laughs> probably a couple thousand VHS tapes. Um, and seeing people think I'm nuts. <laughs> You don't even know. I, I, I have a, uh, a huge comic book collection. I have a huge movie collection. I have a toy collection. And uh, I, I told my wife, I was like, she's like, well, what are we going to do? You know, she goes, when you, you know, when, when you die, I'm selling all of this, right? <laughs> she was like, I'm, I'm paying the house off. I'm going to buy the car off. And I'm like, yeah, but you're going to have to fight with my son, Joe, because my, my 22 year old, he's like, <laughs> He's like, I, I, I'm not going to get rid of anything. He goes, I'd probably just make it like, you want to see the 1980s come to my house. You can see. <laughs> and I was like, I know, Joe. Holy crap, kid. <laughs> but uh, he, he's, and then, you know, like, like I said, music. I got a ton of music, CDs, vinyl, cassettes. I even got a reel-to-reel -reel that I got recently. So <laughs> I don't have enough, evidently. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm legit trying to buy a warehouse <laughs> yeah i don't have the room for a lot of that shit that's my problem i don't have the room i have for the stuff i do have uh, <laughs> my, my wife had to finally start looking at me and going no 
You're not <laughs> buying that. You're not buying that. Uh, if you buy that, you got to get rid of this. So I, uh, I, I went to buy a, um, a car a while back and, and uh, I couldn't sell my van fast enough to be able to buy the car. And she's like, no, you got to get rid of one before you can get another one. I'm like, All right. Because she goes, there are two Camaros out in the garage that need to be worked on. <laughs> and she goes, you're not. I was like, well, I don't have enough room in my garage. I was like, once we get the shed built, we can put everything in the shed and then I can work on the cars again. <laughs> I have a 78 and an 82. So, <laughs> but, oh man, now I definitely got to go. Dog wants out. So, <laughs> will you take care, sir? And okay, I'll talk too, to you later, man. Have a good All one. All right. Yep, you too. Thanks. We've exhausted every medical treatment we have in our arsenal. Everything. I'm afraid she only has about eight weeks left to live. I'm looking to hire you to find something for me. It's a very specific item that's relatively impossible to locate. What is it that you're looking for? It's said to have healing powers. Good morning, Mr. Rockwell. Oh yeah, Betsy. You're in early. Uh, good morning, Mr. Rockwell. Wow. Sandy. <laughs> Looking as lovely as ever. Babe, it's my mom. She needs me over there. You know she's been sick. If you need help taking care of her, I'd love to meet. I swear her tits are actually innies. It's like I'm feeling up a ten-year-old boy. There is a subtle little operation I could provide that might give you a slight edge. Oh, well what? Bigger boobs. You made the right choice, my dear. Holy crap! Do you like them? They certainly pull the room together. Did she always have those? I'm definitely all woman now, and so much more. There is a great evil surrounding you. No. Within you. We'd like to ask you a few questions. Uh, may we come in? I have a set of fun bags with the hunger for human flesh.
and Slappy. They make me very happy. They make me want to bust out into song. All you Ready? need is a pair of fun bags. A leather teddy in a ball gag. Patoomas, palookas, guns like bazookas. Bow down Be before the great and powerful tits. How's that for alliteration? All you need is a pair of fun bags. They're officers of the law and sometimes you gotta get icky. Yo, killer rat! <laughs> Godzilla's that will crush you in your sleep. All you need's a pair of fun bags. I'm writing my review right now. We'd like to thank Tim for coming on tonight onto the podcast. Um I will put all Tim's information, put some of his trailers and all that fun stuff in here. Uh, as always, group therapy is brought to you by RU Game, the best comic book collectible all around geek shop located in Pipple, Ohio at 124 North Sunset Drive, Pipple, Ohio, 45356. And as always, watch me every Friday for Sci Fridays at 8, 8, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Saturday morning serials, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Saturday. Um, and as always, you guys have a good night. Take care, and I will see you next time for more Group Therapy Podcast. Later.